if you're craving the time, energy, and capacity to put yourself first, run your business, and have a full life, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Radiant Soul Sisters podcast. I'm your host, speaker, coach, supporter, and fellow soul sister, Susan Cruz, and this is your space to shine. I will be connecting you to amazing, inspiring women who are living their best lives while constantly learning to create work-life harmony. If you are too, or you're craving this, we're here to cheer you on. I am so excited to have with us on this episode of the Radiant Soul Sisters, my friend and another Radiant Soul Sister, Liz Rossilli. Liz and I met in a women's networking group several years before COVID. I left that group and Liz and I did not connect until several years later in Melissa Turnus. You heard her on episode six in her book club. What I love about Liz is she is a master networker and connector, as well as a sales guru. She often shares the story of her dad sending her out to sell for the family business just after college. And during that time, Liz learned valuable lessons about sales and life. She has sold everything from a million dollars in pens from, to $40 in jewelry from the back of her car. Now imagine that, girls, a million dollars in pens or $40 in jewelry right from the back of her car. Liz loves partnering with women in business today, not only to guide them through selling with confidence, but to celebrate all of their wins every step of the way. Liz, welcome. I am so glad you're here today. Thank you so much for having me, Susan. I'm, I am thrilled to be here and I'm so proud of, of what you've accomplished so far and with your podcast. It's amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. It has been um, a lot of fun creating this podcast. It was a dream that I had had for a while. So to see it come to fruition has, has been amazing. And the women that I am connecting with and bringing forth into the world into my community has just been great. I am getting awesome feedback. So thank you, Liz. Thank you so much on that. One of the things that I love to do in, in talking with my guest is to give our listeners a little insight into who you are personally. I, I gave a little light about who you are professionally, but when you think about people per personally, you think about their childhood and about all the things that have happened throughout life that create who we are in this moment. Liz, can you share with us one of your favorite childhood memories? Sure. I was actually just the one of the pictures popped up either on my phone or on Facebook as a memory today. And it was me. I was probably about six years old and I had on this this prairie kind of dress back in the 70s and I had on a um a crown made out of tinfoil that I was wearing and it was my Halloween costume and I had on this super cheap like beaded plastic necklace and 
the look on my face in that picture, like you would think that I was like the most amazing looking princess of all time, you know, with my tinfoil crown. And I, my birthday is on Halloween. So Halloween okay. has always been my favorite day of the year. And, and, um, and so that I was dressed up for Halloween as a princess. And I think I was probably a princess or a witch every year when I was little. And um, so seeing that picture and that, you know, I didn't need some fancy like dress on and, and a real crown, just that I had made this crown out of tinfoil made me so happy. And so that picture just brings back so many memories of when I was little. I love that. Um, I hear you say, you know, you didn't have to have anything big and fancy. It was a beautiful tinfoil crown that you had made. But I also hear you saying, wow, when you look at that picture, you felt like the princess that you are. Yes. And how often do we need to look back at those pictures or do we need to be reminded when we're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, that we are a princess, right? Yes. Yes. I know. And that we can, I mean, I just, I just felt as your word radiant, I just felt like, mm -hmm. you know, so amazing and so happy and thrilled to be wearing that outfit. And so I probably left it on, I probably wore it multiple days, you know, because I didn't want to. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. And um, I can, I can just see you standing there and I tell you, I hope that you put it back on Facebook. I will, I will put it back on for, I, I usually do leading up to Halloween. I usually post some of my costumes over the years because when my kids were little, you know, you're so worried about getting them ready and out the door and trick-or-treating that for years when I had, my kids were young, I didn't dress up. And then um, once they were older, I started having this big Halloween party and birthday party. And now I dress up and I'm already like, it's uh, September. I have my, I've had my costume ready since the beginning of August. Like, oh, so how fun! ready for this year. So, all uh, right. Oh, I love that. I, um, I think that is so cool. So Liz, you know, I, I mentioned briefly in the bio, the story about you beginning your sales career and you were young and you were sent out, but you also have been an entrepreneur. You've been in sales, you've, you've worked in your family business, you've worked for other businesses, and now you're an entrepreneur. You own your own business, Sales Savvy, where you are working with other business women. Can you share with us, what is one of the biggest lessons you've learned so far? Um, I would say, you know, I would say one of the biggest lessons is that you have to be authentic and you have to be not even authentic for the people that you're coming in contact with and that you're connecting with, but authentic to yourself and making sure that you're real and that you're doing, you know, that you're do following the path of your, of your entrepreneur business, the way that is authentic to you. Because I think a lot of times we get that pressure from, from other watching others. I mean, with social media now, you, you know, you can be following all these other careers and feeling the stress of, of having to live up to what they're doing. But we all know social media isn't always 100% real anyway. So right. say to do it your own unique way and, and let your true self come out. And that will, that will, that will never steer you wrong. 
Oh, I love that. Um, being authentic and true to yourself. And I think I have found over time that the beauty of being an entrepreneur, owning my own business and having a home base office for the most part, that when you do that, you really can create that life you love, right? You can work the hours that suit your body or your mind or your soul or your family's life, right? And then create this business that you love. And I find authenticity really to yourself is when you are able to shine really bright because then your true self is coming through. Yes, yes. And for me, um, to give you a little background too, my um, my husband's career has moved us about nine times. Um, and so, uh, you know, when we first got married, we we decided we would follow his career and that that would be kind of, you know, whatever, any promotions, we would just take them and kind of get him to move up the ladder. So my job was, you know, I looked at it like my job is to be a good a good, a good wife, a good mom, take care of everything else so that he can focus on his career. And because of that, I had to, as an, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life, but I had to reinvent myself every time I moved and had to kind of like find, I I tried to find a job, but I was like, I can work between the hours of nine and two, because that's when my kids are in school and those jobs don't really exist. So I'd have to either get creative and and like I've worked for companies where I've worked from home part-time and and was able to be very um you know very successful and very uh you know pinpoint exactly what I need to do and get all my work done in that time knowing I only had this many hours you know right. but but I think it's really important to to just say that you know yeah I've always had to just kind of work it out and figure it out and so being an entrepreneur you, you have to, if you're working from home, you have to be dedicated and you have to be a little disciplined, but you also have that flexibility that if you do have to put a load of laundry on, go put the load of laundry on, you know, and then come back to work. But, right. but it's important. It's, it, it's very important. And, you know, I learned that when I started my first direct sales business and, you know, in the beginning, I got way off track because I, I can easily become a workaholic, okay? Mm -hmm. And so I got easily off track. So I love what you said. You knew you had to work between this time and this time because when you picked up the kids from school, you were going to be present for them. And that, you know, that leads me into the next thought and the next question is talking about work-life harmony. You know, so many times we hear about work-life balance and I often... I don't really think balance totally exists, but harmony can. I think of it as in music. You know, you there's harmony in music, but sometimes it gets out of whack and sounds weird or different because you're playing a different instrument too much, which could be you're playing that instrument of having to spend time with a sick child, or like in my case nowadays, 
I'm having to take care or I'm choosing to take care of an aging parent or a parent with Alzheimer's, right? So it, it doesn't sound beautiful, but yet it's just a different instrument. And I know that I'm going to get to come back to that harmony, that sound. So talking about that, what, how have you created work-life harmony or, or what are, what are your lessons there that, you know, our listeners might could glean a golden nugget from? I think when you're, you know, like when my kids were little, you know, that's when I had to focus more on my family and, and putting them first all the time. Um, but as they, it's been interesting to watch and I've been, I've, been intentional about watching that about how as they get older they need me less in some ways and so that gives me more freedom they both drive now and one's in college so I'm not carpooling or driving around driving them around so it's given me all this freedom in this time and so um, I would say that just being intentional too about when you're needed where and 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 realizing it's not going to be the same forever. So letting it grow. Um, and then the other thing I do is I, I started time blocking years ago and I, and I'm a rule follower. So if it's on my calendar, I'm more apt to do it than if it's not. So I put my workouts, my meditation onto my calendar, because if it's there, then I'm going to be like, oh, it says I'm supposed to be working out in 10, 10 minutes. So then I get ready to work out and but putting those things on for myself and putting myself first, it's easier now, to be honest, than it used to be. So that is giving me that harmony. And, and it was okay then, like that was what I needed to do. And I, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be there for my family. But now I have a lot more flexibility and I can put myself first a lot more. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I love that. You know, um, I am a calendar geek. And I love colored pens. It yes. is how I um, raised a family of four children born within five years and ran a business and was a wife, was this big old honking calendar. So I totally get it. If you get it on the calendar, usually it will get done. Mm-hmm. Right. So so that's a great and I I believe and I don't think I don't think you should feel guilty about putting a massage or a facial or meditation or your workout, like those things, if you don't have those things in your life and you don't take care of yourself, then nothing, you can't take care of your family if you're unhealthy or if you're unwell. So I think making sure that you are mentally and physically healthy is, is so important. Oh, I have goosebumps. And I feel like you've hit the nail on the head because it's one of my beliefs, you know, creating the time, the space and the energy to have time for yourself, to put yourself first, because you are so correct in the fact that if we are not taking care of ourselves, we can't take care of other people. And it goes back to that saying, when you get on the airplane, right? And they tell you, if if you need, put the oxygen mask on yourself first, then put it on your child. And I can remember the first time I ever flew with a child or with my children, I'm like, there's no way I'd do that. I'd be trying to get that mask on my children, right? But if I'm not getting the oxygen that I need and I pass out, who's going to take care of them, right? 
So, so taking our care of ourselves does need to be a top priority. And thank you. Thank you, you know, for bringing that up, you know, and, and I think that sort of leads into, um, the things that make our radiant soul shine, right? Self-care is a big one. That is something that really helps to make our radiant soul shine. And I know you have a practice that keeps you grounded and balanced and helps you, your soul shine. Give us a little insight into that. Uh, probably, uh, maybe, I don't know, two and a half, three years ago, I I, someone had, we had been talking about getting up early in the morning and, and doing a morning routine. And I was like, I love my sleep. I need my sleep. I don't want to get up early. And I have found over the years that I've, I don't, for goals, I don't do well with number, like money or number of clients. But if you put a challenge in front of me and you challenge me to something, I am so competitive that I have to say yes to the challenge. <laughs> challenge me to get up early in the morning and um I read or I listened to the book um the miracle morning and just it just clicked and made so much sense to me so I started doing the miracle morning where I'd get up I get up between 5 and 5 30 and I follow the his savers which are meditate um affirmations visualization exercise reading and writing uh scribing and um Doing those things in the morning make me feel um, accomplished before I even start my day. So I feel like it's a challenge to do it. Like I don't, I like to sleep. So for getting up and doing it, I feel already like I've conquered something and I've accomplished and then I can start my day and I feel amazing. I feel clear headed. I've worked out. I've written in my journal, got all those thoughts out of my head. So I highly recommend something like the Miracle Morning, whether you do all the steps or not all of them, but just doing a few things and pushing yourself to get up a little earlier, it has a, has a, has big benefits. Uh, 100% big benefits. I started getting up between five and 5.30 consistently 14 years ago, whereas we're farmers, right? So during the summer months, we get up always get up early but then during the winter months we would stay up later and get up later um as we got older and didn't have to get up and get the children off and what I have found as well is that for me personally when I get up early and and have a routine for me I'm not quite as strict as you know the savers which I love those steps and I think I do them in my way but you're right. You start out the day grounded. You start out the day clear-minded and you, you've already accomplished a task. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I know that you're, you're about celebrating the wins, right? Part of that is part of that comes from your competitive spirit that you can celebrate the wins and the wins can be small ones. So when I was training myself to get up early consistently, I started out, let's say I was sleeping until 6.30, 6.45. So I changed it. Okay, every day I'm going to get up at 6.30. And then mm-hmm. once I got that down and got consistent, then I moved it back 15 more minutes. Yeah. So I didn't make the jump from 6.30 to 5 a.m. all at one time. I can Over time, I backed it up. And I, I've learned that your, the morning, the stillness in the morning is such an amazing time. And I think too, as women... 
once again, like uh, my son, I have to get him, uh, I have to wake him up 10 times in the morning, you know, right. and constantly and make him breakfast and lunch. And, but uh, it's that time when I get up early, that's my time. And like, that's part of that harmony is like, no one is asking me for anything. No one's bothering me. And it's just me and the dogs in my little space that I've turned into my, like, this is my morning space. And, yeah. and I, and you start to look forward to it because it is like protected time. And right. so I think exactly. that's really important. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Liz, thank you so much for everything that you've shared so far. And we do have one more question for you today, but before we get there, I know that you have something that you can share with our listeners. And so share with us what that is, and then also let our listeners know how they can connect with you. Sure. So I have a, um, a free, uh, it's five steps to ready your business for consistent sales. So it's how to set yourself up for sales success. And it's just kind of like um, a checklist um, along with some information in there. So you can follow these steps. And if just to get yourself started on a sales process and to know, you know, everyone, whether you're in sales or you're an entrepreneur or you run your own business, you you're doing sales, whether you whether you like to admit it or not. Um, so I'm just trying to make, take away some of the stigmatism with sales and say that we all need to be doing sales and it's going to save you time in the end and it's going to bring you in more sales if you, if you have a process in place. So you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, you can connect with me. My website is uh, getsalesavvy.com. Um, I have a Facebook group called let's um, get savvy with sales I think is what it's called but you can connect with me and I can give you some of those links but um, it's a group private group to just talk about sales and you can ask questions in there and I put some information in there so there's lots of ways to connect with me but um, but my website is a great place to start with absolutely and I would say your website and LinkedIn you are you are really great on LinkedIn I love your post over there and and I love the way that on your LinkedIn you're always connecting people one way or the other whether you're cheering them on for something that they've done or celebrating a win which you do so well or if it's just connecting letting us know somebody in your network who's doing something great so thank you thank you for doing that and if this, yeah, you're welcome. If this episode has you thinking about how to put yourself first while living out your life on purpose and having work-life harmony, be sure to connect with me on my socials at Susan Cruz Co. Or reach out to me for a time to chat. If you would like to bring the energy to your next event, you can also connect with me for coaching or speaking engagements at SusanCruzCo.com. Liz, I have learned so much today from you. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. Looking back on everything we've talked about today and thinking about that one woman who needs to hear something from you today, what would be your one biggest piece of advice that you would share with us or leave with her about seeking work-life harmony? I would say um, to connect, to put uh, your work-life harmony along with sales would be to use your existing network that you already have. I think we're all trying to always be like, 
I need to reach more people. I need to reach more people. But we all have a strong network of people that are already there, that we're already connected with. And you think that everyone knows what you do, but they don't. They, they, would they be able to, if someone asked for, for you know, uh, a specific type of coach or would they know exactly that you're the right person? So I would say start with your existing network and reach back out to them and just connect and tell them what you, what you do and, and remind them of what you're doing now and what's new. Um, and then when you need it, ask for, that's the network to go to if you need something, if you need help. That's why we have these communities and these networks so that when we need something, we have people to reach out to and that are there to help us. Ah, what a great tip. And as I said in the introduction, Liz is a master networker and connector. And I know that is what has led to her successes in business and in life. So thank you, Liz, for sharing that with us. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Radiant Soul Sisters. So many thanks to my friend and Radiant Soul Sister, Liz Rosselli. Join us next time when we shine the light on another radiant soul on her path to living a life she loves, including work-life harmony. Till then, I'm your host, Susan Cruz. And remember, you can find all of our episodes, resources, community, and so much more on our website at susancruzcode.com.